Hey there, press fans. It's time once again for Clocked In With The Press, coming to you from Altman Studios in downtown Brentwood to your ears wherever you are. I'm Jake Menez, and with me as always... I'm Kyle Smansky. And let's get right into it. All right, congratulations to the Heritage Baseball team picking up win number 250 in its 19-2 romp over Freedom this week. Anthony Podestillo had six RBIs, and Ryan Williams was the winner on the mound. The two teams clash again today, April 14th. And it's always good to look at the standings. Jake, I'm going to tell you that the first round of numbers is against all teams, and the second round is against league teams only, so against teams in the BVAL. So sitting on top right now is uh, Liberty is 12-5 and against all competition and 4-0 against, specifically against league teams. Heritage is 10-6 and against all teams and 2-1 against BVAL opponents. And Freedom is 10-7 and seven and also 2-1 and one against basically league teams. So of all three of those teams, they're all doing fairly well both in general play and in league play, clearly. Liberty was 4-0, I believe you said, in league, right? Mm-hmm. So again, it's going to be very interesting coming down the stretch here because we got a, basically a three-team race for the BVAL title. What, did you, what are your predictions for tonight? <sighs> I can't. It's always hard to tell. But I'm going to go with uh, Heritage again because you can never go wrong with the Patriots. It seems year after year, they're always right there on top of the standings. And year after year, they continue to succeed. Jake, let's go to softball, right? So, and again, we're going to stick with that theme of Heritage on top. Heritage is against all competitions, 10-3-1 and 2-0 against league opponents. Freedom is 6-7 and against all teams and 2-1 against BVAL opponents. And Pittsburgh is eight and five and one and one against league teams. And the last two games, Heritage has defeated Freedom five to two and thirteen to nine. So while the two teams are close in records, it seems like Heritage has that early edge again this season. So I mean, we I feel like we dissect the same sports a lot of the time week to week just because we're in the season for it. So what else is there to say about these that we haven't already said? You know, I think it's it's just going to be interesting to see if the trends continue, right? Year after year, Heritage continues to succeed. Um, freedom's always right there. One of these years, it's going to change, but I don't think it's going to be this year, Jake, because Heritage is again looking pretty good this season. They might have they might be a little less powerful than they were last season. They recently competed in the Livermore Stampede, which is a competitive tournament against a lot of good Bay Area teams. And if I remember correctly, it was Heritage came away with three wins and two losses. So they're continuing to show that they are a team to be reckoned with this season, but the edge might be a little bit easier for the other teams in the league. And I know we don't really talk enough about Antioch, I think, in terms of their sports prowess. And I know we have a lot of listeners out there. How do you feel about them this season? They're, they're continually trying to build up the program. They're a competitive team, but they've just seemed like they're a little bit of a step below in terms of their, their record. So they're in a ramping up phase almost. Yes, I would say that's perfect. And before we go too much further on local sports, Kyle, let's zoom out a little bit to the national level. I believe you'd brought a story about someone making history. Big history this week, Jake. Uh, Alyssa Nacken, she's a, a bench coach for the San Francisco Giants, was the first female coach to be on the field in a Major League Baseball uh, game, a regular season game, ever. And she has seen a meteoric rise. She joined the Giants in 2014 with the operations department and has just risen all the way to now becoming kind of a substitute first base coach. And you might ask, well, why substitute, right? Well, the original first base coach was thrown out of the game for arguing a call. 
People don't usually get excited about that, but in this case, I think it is exciting because it allowed her to step into his place and make history. So congratulations to her. Yeah, I mean, that's huge. You know, people have made such a big deal out of this, and it is a big deal. But when you look at the three major sports, basketball, baseball, and football, it's becoming more kind of normal, right? There's coach Katie Sawyer. She used to be coaching for the 49ers. She's now coaching for the Atlanta Falcons, I believe. And in basketball, Becky Hammond, she was an assistant for the San Antonio Spurs for a while. And she was always on the cusp of becoming a head coach. And then she became a coach for the WNBA. But you never know. She could swing back to the NBA one day because her pedigree is really rising. It seems like she's right there. It's just she needs that opportunity. Absolutely. I think that's well said. I think it's interesting that, you know, it's 2022 and it's just we're just now seeing this, you know, start to become a little bit more normalized. In a sense, you know, people have made a big deal and it is because the first of anything is huge. But I also kind of believe that we need to make it kind of mainstream. And if we don't make such a big deal out of the next one, it'll become normal because it really needs to be normal. Girls are just as good as guys, Jake. Swinging back to uh, high school sports for a minute, let's talk about something we've never talked about on the show. United, Unified, I should say, basketball tipped off this week, and that's when special and general education students are on mixed teams, and they play together on the same court in the same game. It's really a unique program that the Liberty Union High School District actually launched. It was the first in the state back in 2014, and it's expanded to beyond basketball to soccer, bowling, and track and field. And I've had the luxury, I should say, of being able to watch them. And it really is very cool because it builds on social inclusion, friendships, developing an understanding between special and general education students. So way to go, Liberty Union High School District. If you haven't witnessed the game, you really should because the crowd's into it. There are no rivalries. Everyone's excited for everybody, regardless of what team you're on. A lot of times, high school stars kind of get that, oh, they're macho or whatever. But I tell you what, I remember Joe Mixon in the first unified basketball game. He was loving it, running up and down the court, playing. So in the end, it doesn't matter. It's a game of basketball and their students and everyone's. Yeah, just that positivity, I think is terrific. I'm curious, though, before we go too far away from it, you said that the District Liberty Union started this in 2014. I'm curious why we're just now kind of hearing about it, why we're just now discussing it. What is that, eight years later? It's always been on the radar, right? But I think as social media is growing, as the schools have kind of put more of an emphasis on showcasing it, Heritage, I know, this week put out a tweet about it and uh, pictures and a wonderful statement from athletic director Nate Smith about just how special it is. So I imagine that it's going to continue to grow. I know that other East County schools are joined in and there are schools from around the Bay Area, not as many as you would think. I mean, it's a wonderful program. I think all schools should join in. And I think it just takes time. Speaking of sports that are growing, do you know what time it is? What time is it, Jake? It's time for a weekly lacrosse update. Let's go for it. So the Delta Breeze lacrosse team played three home games at Freedom High School last weekend against the Elk Grove Gladiators. The 10 and under boys team lost 8 to 3. The 12 and under boys team fell 9 to 5. And the 14 and under boys dropped his contest 9 to 5. Though the games were lost, the boys competed hard. I'd like to do a quick shout out to London Webb Allender in the 12 and under game. They had to fill in the goalie position for the first time this season and was able to stop many shots on goal from the Gladiators, and which is, I think, terrific for the first time in that role. And Absolutely. You know what I like about lacrosse? Not only does it give kids another opportunity to play a unique sport, but the Delta Breeze, and I've noticed this in past weeks, if one team comes in and they're short a couple players, 
you can borrow players from the other team. It might not be appropriate in all sports, but in this case, it's great. And it gives the kids opportunity to play a game, right? Because you can't come in shorthanded. And I got to give credit to those lacrosse players because if you read the press week in and week out, you see that these players are playing two, three, four games a day. They're, they're getting tired, but at the end of the day, they love it. Yeah, and, that, I mean, and that's what's important. Oh, yeah, the stamina these kids have is incredible. But I, I like what you were saying about how they might borrow from another team. I think, number one, it's a necessity just because we still have such a shallow pool of players. But I think also it speaks to just a general love of the game, you know, above a sense of competition, which I think is a great thing to foster in sports, is just love the sport, not necessarily the winning aspect of it. That's gravy. Speaking of sports where you hold things in your hand, Jake, you want to talk about tennis? Let's sure. do it. All right. The Heritage Boys tennis team is 5-0 and against league teams this year and 5-6 and six overall. They've not lost since March. They have six matches left. And again, I got to give a lot of credit to Heritage. They're on top of the boys' tennis standings right now. But there's two teams that I would say look out for. They have six matches left, like I said. They defeated Deer Valley 5-4 to four and Liberty 6-3. to three. So those are it. even teams coming down the stretch here. So it's going to be interesting to see if Heritage can close out the season undefeated in league play. Yeah, the fact that they've been undefeated for a little over a month now is obviously very impressive. In sports, a lot of credit goes to the coaches. At Heritage, the momentum might swing toward the importance of the players here because year after year, the Heritage boys tennis team is on top of the standings and they just kind of rifle through BVAL competition regardless of who the coach is. Been here nine years and I've seen a handful of coaches coach the boys tennis team and the girls tennis team and every year... They continue to be on top. So you're saying they have an excellent coaching program to begin with, but then just the skill level of the players just elevates that even further in this case. Absolutely. Or they're just really good at picking coaches. <laughs> All right. Before we leave today, Jake, I do want to say that this Saturday is the first annual Miles for Mayo 5K. The race begins at Veterans Park on Matias Rogers' birthday. That's Saturday, April 16th at 9 a.m. Participants receive a 2022 commemorative shirt and medal. And for people who are unfamiliar with Matthias Rogers, he was a star runner with a bright future. He was only 16 at the time, and he unfortunately died on June 16th in a head-on motor vehicle collision on Sellers Avenue between Delta and Sunset Roads. So let's honor his memory and get in some running. Well, beyond that, let's do a couple quick shout-outs. You know, our social media manager, Caitlin, who does the news podcast, will be there as one of the runners. And our publisher, Greg, will be a part of the bike patrol. Yeah, what's interesting about this event is they're accepting runners right up to the morning of the race. So if you feel like running, Jake, head out to Veterans Park on Saturday. I'll see you there. All right. Tell you what, Kyle, before we go, I've got one more thing I'd like to say. Okay. The Giants Community Fund, the Junior Giants program that they host, is live again. It's a nonprofit, 501c3 nonprofit. Uh, the program schedule is live now. People can go to the Brentwood Park and Recreation Department's website or give them a phone call at 925-516-5444. That's 925-516-5444. If they want to sign up their kids for it, it's open to Brentwood, Nanyak, and Oakley residents, as well as, you know, the greater area as well. And if you recall, last year we had done a story, a news story, on a girl who was part of the program who ended up getting a scholarship to her dream college through the program. It's a wonderful program to get up and coming baseball players. And I understand it's free, right? So what's better than free? That's the thing, you know, again, love the sport, learn the social skills that come with it, resilience, all that sort of great stuff. And then, yeah, for free, you can, you cannot beat that price. Yeah. And I'm going to one up you, Jake, because we got one more thing to say. <laughs> this is huge. This is huge, Jake. Paul Blackburn, a 2012 graduate of Heritage High School, made his 2022 MLB debut this week. He went five innings, striking out seven 
for the Oakland A's, and they won 13-2 over the Rays. They used to be the Devil Rays, now they're just the Rays. He allowed only three hits, so let's end the show on a good note. I can't top that. I say we bring it home now. For those of you at home, thank you so much for listening to another episode of Clocked In With The Press, the sports update. For these stories and more news stories, be sure to visit thepress.net online or on Facebook. You can download our free app. Follow us on social media at Press Clocked In. Questions, compliments, comments, send them to jake at brentwoodpress.com. Until next time, I'm Jake Menez. I'm Kyle Samansky. Clocking Clocking out. out.